0: Man, Thank you, music department. Would you all go ahead and bless somebody tonight? Just let them know it's good to see you. Then you can be seated. Praise God. I don't know where we'll go with this tonight. We'll just kind of follow the Holy Ghost. I came in the office today, you know, thinking I had one thing set to minister and was ready and prepared to just kind of do what I do over that. And and then I asked the Lord that question. You know, you know, that's my message. But what is it you want me to minister to the people tonight? And it just kind of came out this way. And so I don't even have a title for it. We're just going to follow it and see where the Holy Ghost takes us, okay? I believe it's just something to impart to you all. Uh, just, you know, when you fast for 21 days, I'm still full. I still haven't even gone back to regular eating yet. I'm still the same, if you all understand it. Not because I said I'm going to extend the fast. It's just, I don't know, I think I created a new habit or something. Uh, But just feel good inside. I told my wife, I believe I could hear from God at a football game after a team scored a touchdown. I could still hear his voice. Just that clearly. uh, Just so full of the presence of God. So we're just going to follow this. You know, as believers, you know, I've been saved now for 26 years and you know, full-time ministry for 22 years in September of this year. I mean, as believers, we can, and when I say we, I'm including myself. We can form a habit of being able to memorize scriptures, recite scriptures, quote scriptures, and, and so we can kind of master the Word of God in theory. But what God wants us to really do is master it in personal application. And so I want to show you something here that I believe is a slight tweak, but it's a real good tweak. Let me just say some things around this and then we're going to read some verses. Quoting from memory versus seeing the Word of God with your eyes. It's no different than seeing food but not eating food. How many of you don't get nourishment from the food that you just see? You only get nourishment from the food that you actually eat. (laughs) Then think about this. How many times have we quoted Scripture, which means we have the memory of Scripture, right? But the memory of, of, just think about it in the natural, the memory of food doesn't nourish your body. Right? so I might have had a good meal yesterday, broccoli, all that. Let I me mean, know that broccoli from yesterday and the memory of it does me no good today. Our whole system is integrated. We are spirit, soul, and body. And each one needs nourishment every day in order to live. We know that in the natural because we feed ourselves every day, right? Then there are alarms that go off in our system three times, four times, five times, six times throughout the day that tell us we need to eat something, right? I mean, you know, the same thing happens to your soulish realm as well. I mean, you can, when you can sense when you're starting to become emotionally unbalanced. I mean, you know, your system is saying I need something to balance that. Same thing is true spiritually, Right? How many of you know you can tell when your spirit is, is, is not nourished? One of the best ways is to listen to what comes out of your mouth. And then also your attitude towards people. I'm going somewhere with this. So the food will build up your, your immune system against food. I mean, against sickness and disease, right? The word of God will build up your soulish realm, your mind, will, and emotions against instability. But your spirit man needs the word of God so that the enemy and his language doesn't override God and his language. Now, I saw something here. I've seen it before, but I've just seen it differently this time. Go me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. I want you to read real slow with me, okay? Proverbs chapter 4. Let's begin reading at verse 20. Proverbs 4 verse 20. Are you all there? Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. Who can tell me what their favorite verse is? What's your favorite verse? If you have it memorized, you can quote it. Raise your hand if you have a favorite verse. What's your favorite verse? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. What does that mean to you? What does that look like to you in real life? He is your everything? Okay, all right, good. Anyone else? Yes. So God is able to make all grace abound, causing you to be sufficient. What does that look like to you in your world? Excellent. Excellent. Anyone else? One more. One more. Yes. What does that say? It says for know the plans I have with you, it says the Lord plans to prosper you, give you a in bit of respect. No, that's good. That's good. Excellent. Excellent. What does that look like in your world? I mean, remember, I do what it looks like. Don't go by what it looks like. Excellent. Excellent. All right, good. All right, Proverbs chapter 4. Let's look at verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 says, my son, give attention to my words. Watch this now. Incline your ear to my sayings. Now, we always have been taught Romans chapter 10, right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The The word of God, right? And that's one aspect of it. And so, A lot of times what we take that to mean is put in a good CD, right? Good teaching tape, right? Download something, listen to the word while I'm driving in the car, right? But but I want to add something to that today. There's actually something more to it than just hearing it. And I think the nuggets are going to be right here for us. It says, so incline your ear to my sayings, but watch this. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Three different things he said there. Ear, eyes, and heart. Right? So how many you know just because I'm hearing it, I also need to see it. Which means I need to open up the Bible for myself. Thank God for other people who are teaching it, but at some point, I've got to open it up for myself, right? And then I've got to let it do something, folks. I've got to let it get down in my heart in order for it to produce in my life. And watch what he says here. So do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are, watch this now, life to those who find them. So that's interesting to me. So this answers my question, why we're all God's children, but we all don't have the same level of victory. And sometimes that bothers me because that's my brother, that's my sister. I mean, I want all of us to do well. I mean, at the end of the day, I would be so happy if everyone in here was debt-free and didn't owe nobody nothing but the love. That would bless me out of my kazoo. If everyone in here, your marriage was prospering, your children were prospering, your money was right. Come on, somebody. Your physical health was right. And that is the will of God for every child of his. Everyone doesn't live that. So he said, it's only life to those that find them. So that sounds like we have to put some effort in. To where discovery is concerned. That that sounds to me like if I've got an area of my life that I want to see change in, I need to go out there and search and, and, and find and discover and, and hear it and see it and get it in my heart so that it can produce life for me. And you all see that? All right, now. For they are life to those that find them, but then he said in health to all their what? Flesh. Go with me to John chapter 6, and let's look at verse 63. John chapter 6, verse 63. I pray to God that you write this down. I'm telling you, this is straight from the throne of God. I pray that you write this down and keep this. This is one of those nuggets that will revolutionize your life for the rest of your life. John chapter 6. Let's look at verse 63. When you get there, say amen. Amen. John chapter 6, verse 63. You all there? All right, John chapter 6, 63. All right. So is hearing the word of God enough? Right. But faith does come by hearing. Right. All right. What's the other components that need to be with that? We've probably never heard a lot about seeing the Word of God, have we? Right? We know about putting it in our heart, right? We know about hearing it in our ear. But seeing it means I've got to read it for myself. You'd be surprised how many people feed themselves in the natural every day. I'm talking about believers. They don't feed themselves spiritually every day. Now, they might turn it on and listen to it. I mean, no, that's not seeing it. I'm going somewhere with this. John chapter 6, verse 63 says, it is the spirit who gives what? Oh, okay. The flesh profits what? Mm. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are what? All right, listen very carefully. The flesh cannot produce life. And nothing in the flesh can produce life. So think about it. If I spend my whole day eating, watching television, talking to friends, what is that really producing for me? Nothing. Entertainment, but it's not producing life. And so God is answering so many questions for me because I would always ask, how can a person be saved that long and their life has not progressed one inch from the time that I've known them? I've known them for 20-something years. And the same problems they had 20-something years ago are the same problems they have right now. Why? Because, folks, your flesh cannot produce life. Here he says here, well, I'll say it this way. The flesh depends on the spirit for life and not the other way around. So the flesh depends on the spirit for life. Life here is Zoe, which really is described as the very essence of life. So that means there is a life in the mind of God that he has for you to live. And he sent his son to pay an awesome price, to take sin, to make you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I mean, he did everything we could ever ask him to do to give you a certain type of life. And listen, if I was you, I would not accept anything less than that. All right? but, but you've got to understand, there's more to it than just hearing it, saying it from you. You've got to see it. Are you all listening? Which means, the only way to see it means I have to get in it every day. Which means, folks... Thank God for turning it on on your way to work. But how many know you're also driving in traffic and paying attention to other things? Now, can we just be transparent? Anytime I do that, I miss most of the message. Right? I might drift off mentally, you know, traffic, different things, right? Praise God for praise and worship music. The word comes that way. But how many know that's not me sitting down and looking at it? No more than I can say, listen, and I hope, no more than I can say, I I want a good marriage, but I never look at the word of God to see what it says about having a good marriage. I want to help you all out here. If I just listen to what someone else said about it, folks, I can't live their revelation. And it's never going to speak specifically about my marriage until I look at it for myself and allow the spirit of God to download in me what this means to my situation. Or I'll spend my whole life saying things like such and such said instead of what God said. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. These are just things I'm writing down as I'm just in my office, just study. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. The ears are the gateway to the spirit. All right. go back to that Proverbs chapter four. Proverbs chapter four. Let's read down to 23 this time. Start again at verse 20, and then let's read down to 23. It says, "'My son, give attention to my words.'" Again, when you're giving attention to something, that also means, guess what? You're, you're looking at it. You're giving it your undistracted attention. It's amazing to me, anyone in here, Mary, if I am having a conversation with my wife and I look somewhere else, I mean, no, I can hear her, but she doesn't believe I'm listening because she always says this. Are you listening to me? How I many y'all know I wasn't listening? I was watching the television. I could hear her. But I wasn't listening. Oh, Jesus, I'm leaving tonight. Anybody in here understand what I'm talking And she knows I'm not listening because she asked the question, are you listening to me? And then let's just be transparent. We lie. I'm listening. Yeah, I heard you. Then watch this. What did I say? Uh, something along the lines. I heard you. Just go ahead and keep talking. So if I'm giving attention to something... It has my undivided focus. Which means I need to be in an environment where all distractions are removed. And I'm in a zone where I'm saying, Father, it's me and you right now. What is it it you want to talk to me about? I've learned it. Every time I go to him about other people, he only talks to me about me. Uh uh. This is a tough crowd tonight. Every time I've gone to him about somebody else, he never says a word about them. He talks to me about me. And I find myself in there. Like, oh, okay, I see me in there. All right. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear. Now, if you look this word incline up, literally it's talking about in the Hebrew, lean into this a little bit. Now, I've noticed that, you know, again, if my wife is listening to me and I'm listening to her, we kind of get closer to each other. I learned in a training on yesterday, if the the conversation is intimate, it draws us into each other. Is that right? Right. And so, how do you know it really should, the attention that I'm giving, it should draw me closer to God, not further away. go real slow. You all don't mind, do you? Incline your ear, right? Do what? To what? Your sayings, okay? You ever notice a lot of people try to get in your head, especially about other people? You know how many people I was great friends with today? Nothing happened between us. Somebody else got in their head. And they believe it with all of their, they believe it. (laughs) Instead of what? Having a conversation with me, I'm the only one that really knows, and trust in that. Until you see something different, stick with the relationship that you have with the individual, not what somebody else told you about them. Oh, I know them, trust me, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, da, 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 da. I mean, that's just sowing discord. Preacher, better than you all, saying amen. Amen. Says, do not let them depart from your what? Which means I need to look at it often, right? Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those that find them and health to thy flesh. Watch this. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Now, if we go real slow here, folks, Every issue that I'm dealing in life, if I'll reverse this, I'll know where the foundation of this started and how it got to the point where it is. Right. All I got to do is if I'm not experiencing life in a particular area, all I've got to do is back up and say, well, I'm probably not giving attention to the word. It's not people, folks. It's not even this world. It's not Satan. It's us. I'm probably not giving attention to the word. I'm probably not inclining my ear. I'm probably not looking in the word every single day. I'm probably not keeping it in the midst of my heart. Now, the issues that I'm dealing with are a result of that. Nothing more, nothing less. Right? Just like how many know that works the good way also. When you get blessed, how many know that's not by accident? That was a process, right? And I'm not talking legalism here, I'm just talking about who we are as believers. We position ourselves. Now, and I hope I'm accurate on this. Check this, judge this for me. You know, memory is in the spirit in the kingdom of God. I mean, we have memory in our mind, but memory is in the spirit. All right? And the story that the Lord gave me, you remember the rich man and Lazarus? Do you all remember that when they both were alive, the rich man was teasing Lazarus, right? Then the rich man died. And they had a discussion. And the rich man said, You know, you didn't listen, or Lazarus said, You didn't listen to me when I was on the earth. Or was, what was that? He was in Abraham's bosom. Right? And they're having this discussion. And he remembered that his, he had some brothers that were up there. Send the prophets. And, and, or, and to, he said, no, they have the prophets and the others. They won't listen to them. Thinking, you know, it's, it's not anything I can do. But you'll notice that while he was dead, he still had memory. Or not dead, but while he had transitioned to the afterlife, he still had memory. So memory was in his spirit. Right? Now, if you want excellent recall, folks, you've got to put the word in your spirit not just in your head. I mean, no, head knowledge is just theory. Until it drops, and it's coming from your spirit, it's not real. How do you know the difference between the two? There are people that can quote it all day long and never live it. But when it drops, then you're going to see some practical application. Still with me out there? All right. I don't know where we're going with this. Let's just keep following this thought. Go to Hebrews chapter 1. Right. Can I say this, Lord? I wrote it down, so I should say it, shouldn't I? It's, can I say this? There's nothing on this planet that can destroy the life of God. It's going to take faith for you to receive that. If you're hearing it, seeing it, it's in your heart, you're speaking it, whatever life it produces for you, there's nothing, anything in this world can do to destroy it. Listen to me. God can't, I mean, the devil can't have my marriage. There's too much life in it. Oh, Jesus. Listen to me. He can't have my kids. Too much life. Think about anything that he tried to take, life gave it back to me seven times greater. Are you all hearing what I'm telling you? When you get a revelation of this, there's nothing this world can do to destroy the life of God. In you. You all okay with this? I wouldn't even try to touch this on a Sunday morning. I hope you all heard what I said. Nothing, N-O-T-H-I-N-G, the world can do to destroy the life of God. In you. My resources are untouchable. Untouchable. There's too much life in it. How far can we go with this? You all getting anything out of this? So hearing is only one aspect of it. Right? How many of y'all would admit you listen to the word a lot? How many of y'all would admit you don't see it a lot? We're all in the house of God. Let's just be honest. Right? Which means I've got to develop this daily discipline of getting in the book. For myself. All right, let's go a little further. Where I tell you to turn? Hebrews chapter one. All right. And I'm just in my office, just cross-referencing and just going to verses. I see that, Lord. I see that. I see that. I see that. Hebrews chapter one. Watch this. God who has sundry, sundry times and in various ways spoken times past to the fathers by the what? He has in these last days spoken to us by his what? All right. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. Through whom also he made the what? Okay. Jesus raised from the grave and he was appointed all things. Right? We are joint heirs So everything that was appointed to him was appointed to us. The challenge is if we don't know what was appointed to him, we can't know what's appointed to us. Which means we could have hit the lottery and don't know it. We've got the ticket, but we can't cash in. because We don't know we had a ticket. Look what verse 3 says. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his what? When he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So he created all things. He's appointed heir of all things. And the way he's upholding them is by the word of his power. So guess what, folks? That's how he's upholding them, and guess how we need to uphold them? All right. The biggest revelation I want to get across to you, if I finish this tonight, I pray that I do, is that no one can op- uphold anything in your life but you. Church can't do this for you, folks. A pastor can't do this for you. All a pastor can do is take you to the water. Can't make you drink. I hear people, if I could just get to this church, well, ooh, I'm telling you, it's not that. It's going to be the word that you look at every day that's going to change your life. Folks, I got good, I got, I got, counseling won't change your marriage. Cha- counseling won't change your life. Only thing counseling is going to do is point you in a direction. If your life changes, it's because you changed it. There are times I can sit in a session and know nothing's getting ready to happen here. I mean, that's not a lack of faith, but you can clearly see they don't want to change. Now, we just spent 21 days in the presence of God. I mean, I'm looking every day. All right, let's Can I just throw this question out tonight? It's a Bible study. We're looking at this together. Why aren't all things being upheld in our lives? Talk to me, because they're supposed to be. Hmm? Not spending enough time with God. Hmm? Not spending enough time in the Word. Anyone else? Why? See, at some point, if we don't process nothing's going to change. We don't believe we had the power to do it. We're waiting on somebody else to do it for us. Excellent. Anyone else? Our actions say otherwise. Excellent. Anyone else? Unbelief. Excellent. Okay. All right. Excellent. So, excellent question. Why aren't things being upheld? Why? Is it? Because we're not speaking the word. He's doing his part. We're not doing our part. I want you all to understand what he said. He's upholding everything by the word. So that means the confession or word that I spoke last week does be no good this week. I got to speak it every day if I want things to be upheld every day. I can't come to church and expect that to sustain me for seven days. Right? And I'm only talking to you all this way because in my heart, this is the most mature group in the church. That doesn't mean that the people that aren't here aren't mature too. Some people have legitimate reasons why they can't be here. But you made the sacrifice to be in the building. How many of that says something about you? Your life should be upheld on all levels. Listen, don't accept anything less. All right, let's, let's follow this thought a little further. Now, go back to John chapter 6, and let's look at John 6, 63 again. John chapter 6, verse 63. Let's look at that one more time. And with that thought in mind, let's see what we can deduce from this. John six sixty three. It is the flesh that gives life. All right. So, so it's the spirit that gives what? Life. The flesh does what? profits nothing. All right. So let's be honest with ourselves and let's measure our days and how much attention do we give to the flesh versus how much attention do we give to the spirit? Right. And you will kind of determine from there how much of God's life you have. Is that good? Is that fair? All right, watch this now. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are what? All right. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Understand, the word profits our flesh none. It only profits our spirit. And it's our spirit that gives life to our flesh. Did you all catch that? Okay, what did I say? Word doesn't profit our flesh, it profits our spirit, right? And our spirit gives our flesh life, all right? So if you want life in your flesh, exercise is one thing. How many know you better do the spiritual part first, all right? If you want life in your marriage, thank God for seminars. But let me tell you, the best seminar you're going to go to is right at that throne of grace on your own. And let the Holy Ghost download some specific instructions about you, not your spouse. Thank you. Thank you. Wait till I get to that part. How I many know we're good at going to the throne about our spouse? Get them, God. We'll see you. you see him, get him. And all, if you're really listening, he's getting ready to get you. In a good way, though, right? It's us ready to help you. All right, let's keep going here. Now, go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Are you there? Look at verse 10 here. John chapter 14, verse 10. Well, let's start at verse Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? Who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe, verse 10, that I am in the Father and the Father in me? Watch this. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the work. But notice, he can only work with what Jesus speaks. And listen to this, folks. This blew me away. And people are supposed to know the Father is in us because of what we say. And then they see it come to pass in our lives. Did you all catch that? We're supposed to tell the people what the father says, And when we really believe that because we looked at it for ourselves and then he manifests that, I mean, that's his calling card to them, that he's real. right? So the father, this is where I want to go. The father gave him the words to speak, and the father carried them out. So I want you to see two things here. He said, I only speak, I only say what the Father, right? So once you say what he said, now this is the grace message. This is the grace piece. So now it's not your responsibility to carry it out. It's his. We don't perform. We just believe. Jesus later said, well, go to John chapter 5. 2016 I'm getting ready to be the best husband I've ever been. I'm serious. She's going to have the best husband she's ever had this year. And I'm getting ready to be the best father I've ever been in my life. Cuz of the revelation God's given me. John chapter 5, look at verse 19. I know you all saying, why didn't you say you're going to be the best pastor? Because if I take care of those two, pastor takes care of himself. I don't even need to discuss that one. <laughs> right? All right, watch this. John chapter 5, look at verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, well, back up to 15. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and they sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath. But Jesus answered them, my father has been working until now. I have been working. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he said that God was his Father. Watch this making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do, for whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. I want to show you something here. He said he only does what he can see the father do. Right? Well, folks, the only way we're going to be able to see what he does is by reading his word. Right? And just like children, what we're supposed to do is imitate him and do it the way he did it. Right? And how many know God is now responsible to back up his way and his word? Look, drop down to verse 30. Verse 30 says, look at this now, I can of myself do nothing. So if Jesus said he can't do nothing by himself, what are we out here doing? Oh, Lord, it's a tough crowd tonight. Did did you all hear what I just said? If Jesus said he can't do nothing by himself, why would we go a whole week without spending time with him? I mean, we just lived a whole week in the flesh, on our own. Come on, let's just be honest with ourselves. I mean, that whole week we saw our results. Think about it. We probably said some stuff we shouldn't have said, got in some situations we didn't need any business getting in, right? Right or wrong? Probably responded the wrong way to people that we love the most. Jesus said, I can't do nothing by myself. How much more, folks, we shouldn't leave the house without some time in this book. Amen. Now, let's just be transparent again. I get it in every day. But there are some times when I miss it early in the day. Right? And, and so I get it on the back end. After the day already hit me. I'm, mean, you oh, know, thank God I got it in. But now I'm reacting instead of being proactive. Whereas had I disciplined myself to sit down first, then the Holy Spirit would have shown me what was coming that day and how to navigate around it. Think back. I was just honest with my wife. She woke up the morning of that event and said something is not right because she has spent time. I woke up and I didn't. I'm going to get it in afterwards because of this. I'm getting ready to be the most blessed I've ever been. So I've got to pray afterwards to figure out what to do with this. So I'm saying, no, babe, this is getting ready. This is the best day of my life. I posted that. She said, something's not right. (laughs) And called her friends and said, pray because something's not right. So the Holy Ghost prepared her. I got just sucker punched. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. You've been sucker punched before too. Right or wrong? Only difference, same father. One spent time proactive. One was reactive. How often do we react to stuff? Instead of being proactive, I already saw it coming. is this good stuff? That's interesting. On that day, I was deceived. Didn't even know it. This is getting ready to be the best day of my life. In reality, it still was, but it didn't feel like it. She wakes up, something's not right. Thank God for a good wife. And a good wife that won't let me steer her in a different direction because I was like, this don't nah. Trying, to, you being spiritual. <laughs> don't rain on my parade. No, nah, we put in too much work. Can't nothing bad happen. Uh, uh-uh, keep that to yourself. I mean, we want no negative information. She calling friends. Pray, something not right. Then she had the presence of mind to take a recorder and then record the whole thing. That's how much she knew what was getting ready to go on and listen i knew nothing <laughs> hope you all are listening so the difference on that day between the two of us she got up and prayed i decided to wait to pray after the meeting thank god i still prayed after that meeting <laughs> cuz i might have went postal You all getting anything out of this tonight? So so think about this now. Again, if Jesus said, I can't do nothing by myself, why are we dating on our own? And we didn't find them in the book. Folks, if there's no life in your marriage, trust me, it's not on God's side. You're not putting life in it. You know, I've been in thousands of services in my life. I've never seen this level of enthusiasm ever in my life. (laughs) This is out the roof in here tonight. (laughs) This is just, I'm overwhelmed, honestly. (laughs) Just sucking it in, is that what it is? All right, verse 30. He said, I can of myself do nothing. Watch this now. And I think I'm going to stop right here. Okay. He said, as I hear, I judge. Which means everything we believe we're hearing needs to be judged. And judged by what? Human experience? What I understand about something? See, see, I'm getting ready to make a life-changing decision. I'm talking about divorce. What am I judging that against? Come on, folks. Am I only relying on myself to make a major decision like this? Come on. Come on, I'm getting ready to uproot my family and leave, and we getting ready to go to another state for just for money. What am I judging that against? This guy came into my life and he he goes to church and he says he loves me, but he acts completely different. What am I judging that against? Because if you're judging it, you see it for what it is. You mean to tell me everything I had came from God and now I'm saying that I don't have to honor him with what he's blessed me with? What am I, what am I using to judge that? Think about it. Jesus said, I can't do nothing by myself. Whatever I hear, I judge it. Which means, folks, not just what you hear, but also what other people tell you. I've committed now. Come tell me something about somebody else. I promise you this is what I'm getting ready to do. Come here. We're going right to the person ourselves. Say that in front of them. Man, I'm telling you, I'm so tired of folks putting me in stuff. Listen, if you come to me and say something like that, I'm telling you, we're going straight to the individuals. Right? I'm judging everything. Lord said, buy this building. Did he? (laughs) I'm telling you, somebody just went, I got your building. Somebody just, I got it for you. Now, how many know I'm responsible to to follow that through? But when I looked at it, that wasn't our building. (laughs) Wasn't no parking. We blow that building out. (laughs) Listen to this, Larry. Five parking spots. (laughs) But the Lord told, we couldn't even, this crowd right here. How many know we blow the building out with this crowd? But they whispered in my ear, the Lord, I got your building. I'm of y'all glad you came to Bible study tonight? This is good stuff right here. And we're just scratching the surface here. Jesus said, I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, even what he believes the Father is telling him needs to be judged. Especially if you didn't read it and you just heard it. Then if you read it, study it to make sure it actually says what you believe it says. I can of myself do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous. How? Because I don't seek my own will. But the will of the Father who sent me. Folks, you don't learn nothing else tonight that was his process you know that needs to be our process right what did he say i said how many of y'all can honestly say a lot of stuff you do and again i speak for myself i'm growing in all of this everything that was a shipwreck train wreck in my life i did that and i did it on my own without the help of the father Right? Because I got this. I've been doing this a long time. Really. So wait till I show you something here in the word that Jesus did. You need to check with the Father about everything. Even if it's something you've done before. And I'm learning, Jeff, you typically don't get the same results the same way. Doing it. Things. We, we rely on human experience. Well, I did it that way the last time, and it worked. I mean, no marriage is teaching me that. I don't make a lot of progress with my wife if there's no spontaneity there, if I'm not creative, if she can, you know, if it's the, you know, okay, that's all you put into that? <laughs> I'm just being perfectly honest. But if I take some time to think about it, pray about it, get some instruction on what to do, man, I get completely different results. But if I solely rely on the way I did it the last time, no progress. That's his process. I can't do nothing. Jesus said that by myself. Anybody here willing to be honest? A whole lot of situations out there. That was all you. Put that other hand up in there. <laughs> Lift that foot if you need to. Come on. <laughs> be honest, especially in a relationship. I mean, you knew when you were in the car driving. <laughs> this is not right. I don't even know why I'm out here. But see, you just wanted something to do. Sure is quiet in this Roman Catholic <laughs> Church tonight. I read it. I'm close, I'm done for the night. He said, I can do nothing myself. Jesus said that. As I hear. I judge. Stop right here because everything you hear should be judged. Whether you believe God said it to you or someone else is telling you what God said, should be judged. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is righteous. How does he know it's righteous? Because I don't seek my own will. But I seek the will of the Father who sent me. I don't have a title for this yet. Would you put a title? I don't know what this is. I'm just following the leading of the Holy Ghost. Just sitting in my office, just following a direction. What title would you put on it so far? Focus on the word. Nuggets from the Holy Ghost, I like that. (laughs) What to do after the fast. (laughs) How to keep the fast going. See See the word. Folks, that is the revelation for tonight. We do a good job of hearing it. We don't do a good job of seeing it which means we're not in it. We're not paying attention to it. We're not attending. We're not leaning into it. It's not our daily nourishment. I mean, if you want to build your immune system, you've got to eat healthy food. Right? Ward off sickness and disease. Same thing spiritually. You've got to eat every day multiple times throughout the course of the day and the more you do that wait till we get to the grace piece I mean he'll multiply life back to you I'm done good stuff tonight Did y'all get anything out of this tonight we'll pick it up right there on next week okay right there let's just lift our hands to the father right where you're at spirit of God's dealing with me about some things too And so just wherever you need to talk to God out of your own heart, just go ahead and do that right now.